This is the Willing to Go Ham podcast wildcard weekend. The WWW. Yeah, is it? Willing to Go Ham wildcard weekend. Yep, yep, yep. See, I got that right. Uh, so, um, I know playoff football is officially here. I'm so sorry if your team did not make the playoffs, especially if you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry for y'all. I'm, I'm, I'll never be sorry for Cowboys fans, Giants fans, or Redskins fans. But that's besides the point. Um, so I'm going to be doing some segments here where I uh, give my game preview uh, in a backdrop uh, by one Skip Shan- well, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, a.k.a. Unk Shay, a.k.a. Goat Shay. <laughs> Shay Goat, whatever you want to call him. Um, so I'm going to do, be doing a preview for the uh, Seattle Seahawks and Philadelphia Eagles. Um, matchup. I think this is going to be one of the. There's a reason why that this game is going to be the last game that's going to be played. Uh, because if you look at, I'm not going to go into all my score predictions, but I do think that the Saints Vikings game will be a. It may be lopsided, or it could be one of the better games. But this matchup is between two teams that are both banged up and they're at their wits end, pretty much within come when it comes to their roster. Um, and they're both depleted teams. And I think that it's going to it's really going to be a chess match. Um, However, I am going to break this down from a non bias, uh, kind of a non bias episode, if you will, because I am a diehard Eagles fan, but I'm also going to have to be uh, realistic about it. So uh, let's see what Shay Sharp and Skip are talking about. Meanwhile, in the other NFC wildcard game, the Seahawks travel to Philadelphia to take on the NFC East champion Eagles. Both teams are dealing with a bevy of injuries, but the Eagles have been hit particularly hard at the offensive skill positions being forced. Yeah, so at this point, I mean, the narrative now is that Carson Wentz is throwing to nobody, but those nobodies are they're, they're performing. I mean, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do, if not better than the starters that were there originally. Now, uh... A lot of those injuries, You what, what, what's happened now is Nelson Aguilar has been out with a knee injury, I mean, ever since, what, week 15, pretty much, I think week 15. No, I think he got hurt in the, uh, I think he got hurt in the Seattle game, which I think that was week 12. So apparently they're saying that he's got a lot of knee swelling, he's got a knee issue. Uh, you have Lane Johnson, uh, that is a high ankle sprain, so we're not sure if he's ready to go. Brandon Brooks has broken his collarbone. Uh, so what you're, what you're down now is you're down two Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Zach Ertz is out with a supposed lacerated kidney. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's been out since week one, two or week three. Alshon Jeffrey goes out with injury. So now they replace everybody on the offensive side with um, Greg Ward Jr., former quarterback from the University of Houston, who was also cut by the Eagles and brought back. Uh, they have Robert Davis, formerly of the Redskins. He was cut, also a practice squad guy. You have Dallas Goddard, who is in his second year as the number two tight end, who I believe to me is going to eventually, I think he's going to replace Zach Ertz. Um, I like I like his style. I like the way he's playing. Um, and you're replacing a lot of these guys. Well, you got Big V, Hollip, I don't even know how to say his name. You got Big V and you have Matt Pryor. You're, that's who you're replacing your guys with. So basically what you have on that offensive line, you have uh, Jason Peters, who I'm pretty sure is going to get hurt at some point in this game. You have um, Isaac Sayamalu, Jason Kelsey, Matt Pryor, and Big V. 
potentially, I think that Lane Johnson is going to play. I would take a 70% Lane Johnson over a 104,000% healthy Big V. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles are going to move this offense. Oh, and not to mention, talk about the running game, Miles Sanders, who's also hurt, uh, he's got an ankle sprain. You have Boston Scott, of, who's coming off the practice squad as well. Jordan Howard is questionable for whatever reason. And they also, I believe they made a signing for um, Elijah Holyfield. So it's going to be interesting to see how they how they get this thing going. To rely on names like Greg Ward Jr. and Boston Scott. The Seahawks won the matchup in Philly earlier this season, 17-9, as Carson Wentz. And what that came down to for the Seahawks, if I'm if I'm doing this correctly, they won that game 19 to 7. So I believe that was when uh, Russell, they used tracanery. They used a lot of tracanery to score. Russell Wilson didn't even throw that touchdown. Uh, I can't remember who caught the touchdown, though. But you have, and Russell Wilson struggled that game. I remember he, he kind of struggled a little bit. Um, Carson, but, but the Eagles offense just couldn't get it done. Uh, one of the things about the Seahawks is that Brian Schottenheimer basically allows Russell Wilson to have free reign over the offense because he knows that things are going to break down. And Russell Wilson, as we know, is one of the better quarterbacks who can uh, perform under pressure. And when things break down, he plays his best. When he scrambles, he's looking for people to throw to. Um, I mean, there's nothing like it. I mean, to me, that's the epitome of an MVP is working with um, a lot of nothing. You're trying to make something out of nothing. I mean, Russell Wilson is making lemonade out of paper clips. If you guys didn't get that reference, I guess uh, you can't. You can't make lemonade out of paper clips. That's what I'm saying. He's making things happen. Uh, one of my worries, though, for the Eagles, and I'm not trying to take a biased approach. I'm gonna. I'm trying to go both sides, but obviously, I'm leaning more towards the Eagles. My biggest concern, though, is that the Eagles are gonna bite. They're, they're gonna want to look to. Um, make opportunities happen, but then slip up when they miss their assignment or they miss their coverage, blown coverage. That's what Seattle does well with guys like a Tyler Lockett, uh, DK Metcalf, who I wish the Eagles would have drafted, but they didn't. Uh, they got another guy, number 83. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, but you know, uh, it, it's it, this is going to be a nail-biter. I, I, I really think so. Uh, but we've seen Russell Wilson with a bang. He's taken a banged up offense, a banged up team. And, oh, and by the way, there's no more Legion of Boom. So I mean, this is going to be important for a, an important game for Russell Wilson too, uh, to make it to make it as far as he can. Because Pete Carroll made that choice to get rid of the of the Legion of Boom and take in Russell Wilson. Hence, why he took that contract. Russell, and Richard Sherman was salty about it. Michael Bennett was salty about it. Cam Chancellor was salty about it. I mean, you you had to do something. You had to get you had to get it done. And obviously, it looks as though they've made the right decision because his team believes in what Russell Wilson is preaching. Over uh, <clears throat> four times. So Shannon, are the Seahawks or Eagles winning this one? Honestly, I mean, I, I'm not gonna go. Yeah, I, I'll do my prediction, but let, let me. I'll let Shannon talk first. <clears throat> well, he'll walk into him about to get his first playoff win. Mm. Yep. Well, he's about to take his first playoff snap. What does this, this, and he might just snap. That, but unlike somebody else knows that yeah. when their first playoff win, they caught that L. Mm. My guy not going to catch an L mm. on his first playoff. Yeah. Shannon's talking about the L that Dak Prescott took. <laughs> Dak Prescott has never made it past the – he's he's never made it past the first round of the playoffs. Whether it be that year when they won the NFC, champion, the NFC East title – they didn't make it to the second round, 
Then there was that year. Well, you know what? They did beat the Seahawks. I remember that. They beat the Seahawks in the playoffs. The Seahawks were like eight and like nine and six. I think they were nine and six. And the Cowboys, they beat them, and then they couldn't make it to the next round. So I'm not sure what Shannon's talking about. My mistake. My guy lit it up. No, you know he did. Game against Aaron Rodgers, outplayed him. After he was down, but my guy go get down. This guy. Look, I like what I'm seeing from the Phillies defense. The, uh, the Eagles defense, they've been playing lights out and they needed to play that way. Yeah, they, they you know, they, they've played well as of late. Um, I'm still worried about the corners, though. I still think that you have you have receivers. You look at the matchup between the receivers of the Seahawks and the corners of the Eagles. Ronald Darby is out with an injury as of right now. Um, so basically, you're going to you're going to need to have and however they're going to run their big nickel defense. Uh, where you're going to have the four linemen. So you're going to have Cox, Fletcher Cox, that is, pause. You have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, um, Vinnie Curry, and you're probably going to have Derek Barnett if he's not injured. So you're going to have a rotation of guys. And also, of, of course, Josh Sweat. But um, at home, I believe their defense has only given up no more. They've only averaged, I mean, almost like 13 points a game. I think is how much they've given up, maybe 17 13 to 17 points is all they've given up. So that's one factor I think that's going to help the defense. Um, also, the cold weather. I think <clears throat> I think that they're used to playing in cold weather. Given you're in Seattle, it rains a lot there. But you know, Russell Wilson doesn't really play a lot of particular great games in the cold. Um, that's one thing. That's one thing. Of course, crowd noise. But it's going to be easy to get the crowd noise out of the equation if they go down and they score the first drive. Considering the injuries that had befallen the offense, um, for for the Eagles to do what they've done to go on this four game winning streak and win the division with all the injuries to rely on Greg Ward to rely on Boston, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you know what's funny about the whole situation with the Eagles winning four in a row? What's funny is that these are games that the Eagles weren't picked to win at all. Like they, they there wasn't a clean sweep. So you look at the Giants game. They weren't supposed to win that game. They said that the Eagles were gonna they were gonna fumble the rock. They said that they that Carson Wentz couldn't get it done. They won that game. Then you got the Redskins game, right? Uh they play the Redskins. No, my bad, not the Redskins. Then you got the, the Cowboys game, right? They play the Cowboys. They weren't supposed to win it. Dak Prescott has the number one scoring offense in the league right now. The defense is gonna be too good. They're gonna blanket all the receivers. They're gonna sack Wentz. Demarcus Lawrence, I don't even think he had a sack that game, right? So you check that off. Then they had the Giant. Then oh, sorry. Then they play the Redskins again, right? But they play the Skins again. Obviously, scary Terry McLaurin's going to go out there and torch him, which he did. Uh, the defense is too good. Wentz has nobody to throw to. Check that off. Giants in the last game. Saquon Barkley busts off a 68-yard run with his defense is suspect, which they are suspect at times. But they're still not going to be able to get it done. They they check that off. So they keep putting, they keep pushing the parameters. For whatever reason, the media hates Carson Wentz, but I don't think it's Carson Wentz they hate. I think they hate the Philly fans. So they keep pushing the parameters back or the the accomplishments. They push those back, and then they raise the bar even higher. So now Carson Wentz is going to have to go in and basically face this vaunted Seattle Seahawks team, which is also experienced, like I said, with having injuries, but they have playoff experience, and you have Russell Wilson, who's one of the more, in my opinion, underrated quarterbacks in the in the league as of right now. Given with what he's been, what he's had to deal with, a lack of a defense. Again, this isn't the same Legion of Boom defense. This defense is actually really not that good. They're not a good defense. 
Then you also take into account that now you have Robert Turbin. You know, we'll flip it to the offense. You have Robert Turbin, Marshawn Lynch, who's 33 years old, and Travis Homer, who to me I think is a, he's, a, he's a solid pickup. Or not a solid pickup. I, I think he's a rookie or a, set, or a first or a, this is maybe a second year. So you have all those factors. And now, again, I mean, I, I'm not really – I'm nervous more so as to what this defense is going to do versus what the what the Eagles offense can do. Because I think the offense is going to be able to move. I think you can move the ball on these guys. They can't really stop the run really well. So And their, their pass defense is terrible. However, however, they are very opportunistic. They, uh, they I believe they, they, and they, their whole entire defense is predicated on tur- turnovers, whether it be strip sacks, uh, strip sacks, um, you know, punching the ball off for, from, uh, for running backs, from receivers, interceptions. That's how they're often, that's how they're defense, that's how they eat. And with the addition of Quadre Diggs, who I believe is playing, uh, and Jadavian Clowney, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they're going to nullify that. That pass rush. Because Seattle doesn't have a good pass rush, even with Jadavian. Well, an injured Jadavian Clowney. So, we'll see. Uh, Scott, Perkins, and Hunter. All these guys that you don't... At the beginning of the season, I can assure you, Dougie P. Hyatt Roseman was not counting on these guys to be heavy contributors. Well, here's where we are. Yep. And they've done that. Skip, the last time this team played, and Jenny mentioned, you know, uh, Wentz turned the ball over four times. But four. they did sack Russ six times. They did. Yeah, that's going to be huge, too. Because... Russell Wilson, that offense, you got Mike Yapati, you got Ifedi, I believe DJ Fluker, and you have, uh, what's that guy's name, Dwayne, is it Dwayne Brown? That, that's, that's, uh, that's like their makeshift offensive line. So you can get pressure on Russell, on Russell Wilson. Uh, if I was Jim Schwartz, what I would do, um, I, I do think that, like, see, like, it seems so simple because Seattle's not going to have much of a running game. I'm sure they're going to be able to pop off. And they'll be able to get uh, a couple yards with Marshawn Lynch, some tough yardage, because he's playing. He's playing to prove that he still got it. That Seattle, that this reunion uh, is going to make. They're going to try to make this reunion work. But again, I think they're going to. The Eagles will be able to stop the run. What I'm worried about, though, is they're going to have to blitz. I know. I don't want to see if they're going to use Malcolm Jenkins to spy on Russell Wilson. I think he's the perfect candidate to do so. He's the utility guy in their nickel defense and their fourth linebacker or plays that hybrid role really well. So, I mean, you got to stop the running lanes that Russell Wilson can go to and you got to put hands on them. Simple as that. Um, and and I, for, I forgot that they did get six sacks on him. The offensive line is atrocious, but Russell Wilson knows the lanes. He knows what he knows where the, what windows to throw to. He knows when to tuck and run. So they're going to have to. And on top of that. They practice a scramble drill. I've seen it. They practice a scramble drill where, you know, they could take a nine yard hitch or not or a nine or a nine or you know a comeback. Well they can extend that comeback route nine yards. So I think that man, people always text me when I'm doing this. So I think that the Eagles are gonna have to improvise on defense as well, improvise that coverage, disguise the coverage a little bit. Um, because I think Russell Wilson is going to be able to pop some of those balls off. Pause. He's going to he's going to be able to pop some of those passes off. I said pop those balls. That's crazy. He's going to be able to get some of those passes off. Um, when, when when the coverage breaks down and when the offensive line breaks down, he's going to know where to go. Also, look for them to use a lot of max protection. Max protection being that Russell Wilson is going to be out of the pocket. I believe him. 
I believe Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz have the highest QBR outside of the pocket. Russell Wilson can throw from within the pocket, but because he's so short, I think that they're going to look for him to max protect, roll out, look for his guys, and if he doesn't see anything, he's either going to tuck and run or he's going to throw to the check down. And it's very, very important that the Eagles tackle whoever the check down is and make sure they don't get any yak. It's probably going to be Marshawn Lynch, probably going to be that tight end Jacob Hollister. I believe Luke Wilson will be playing this weekend as well. So hopefully they can get that done. You know, Jim Schwartz is going to have his hands full. They got after. Now, Jadavian Clowney has not practiced late, late in the week, so he's probably going to be a game time decision. Yeah. Jadavian Clowney is going to play. I think he's going to play and he's going to be a big factor um, in the pass rush. Without Jadavian Clowney, they don't have a pass rush. But again, they don't need that because they play sound defense. With the guy, with guys who aren't that good, uh, what's his, is it? Shaquille Griffin? Is it Shaquille or Shaquem? Not the one, not the linebacker, but Shaquille Griffin hasn't been playing that well. So they're playing with a lot of a, a lot of pedestrian corners out there right now, who who do their job. Like I said, Pete Carroll emphasizes emphasizes that you do your job on defense, and that's what they're doing. Wayne Brown didn't practice yesterday. The offensive ta- uh, left tackle. Yeah. So both teams are kind of beat up. Mm-hmm. Kind of beat up is an understatement. I'm going to take the Eagles at home. I'm going to say it's going to be a close ball game. I'm going to go 28-24 Eagles. Yeah. Fly, Eagles, fly. Mm. So. <laughs> the skip's just like, if I could slap Shannon, I would. Yeah, all week I've been leaning toward having to pick the Eagles just because of the late season four-in-a-row momentum. And then I woke up this morning and I thought, I just can't do it. You can't. I hate the Eagles. I have. <laughs> I hate them. I can't stand Carson Wentz. I hate Doug. I hate Boston Scott. I hate Boston cream pies. I hate Philly cheesesteaks. I just hate them all. Hated the Eagles since I was a little kid. Quick story. Okay. The Eagles played a preseason game when I was five years old at the University of Oklahoma Stadium in Norman. Okay. And- this must have been back in like 1888 or something because I, I, I had no idea that they did that. My parents went to it, and my mother brought me home an Eagles pennant, just a pennant. It cost probably a quarter at that point. (laughs) And the Cowboys weren't even born yet, and I just hated it because it was that erpy shade of green, and and she wanted to put it on my wall. I said, I ain't getting that on my wall. It made me just want to vomit. I just wanted to get rid of it, you know? I just, I, I, I couldn't stand it. I hated it. I've always hated the Eagles, and I cannot stand having to pick them. So I'm not going to pick them because you. Skip Bales probably has like. (laughs) Skip Bales probably has a Ouija board, some candles, and he's made like a a pentagram star. And he's like, please, please, football gods, if anything, I want the Eagles to lose. I can't stand them. I hate it. I hate the fact that Wentz is better than Dak Prescott. I hate the fact that even though we had a fully healthy roster for the most part on offense, we still couldn't get it done. I hate it. Me all year long, Russell Wilson, MVP. You were the last holdout yep. on him being MVP. I kept telling this kid in Baltimore, he's just <laughs> taking the league over. Nope, it's Russell Wilson. Do you see him in the collection? Yeah. See, and that's that's the problem with the when you use the word value. See. What makes Lamar Jackson so valuable, I think, to me, when it comes to being an MVP, it's like if Lamar Jackson goes down, right? Lamar goes down, what 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 becomes of the Ravens of, of the Ravens? I mean, they still have a running game. They still have 
All their quarterbacks are basically the same archetype of quarterback. RG3 is a runner. Trace McSorley is a runner. If you don't know who Trace McSorley is, Trace McSorley, sorry, Google him. He's a running quarterback from Penn State. He's also a rookie. They could still move a little bit. Patrick Mahomes, he comes out of the game for a couple weeks. They managed to win two games with Matt Moore. You take Russell Wilson off of that Seattle Seahawks offense, or you take him from under center or away from the game as a whole, they're not going to win any games. They won't because what he's asked to do is so much more. And who he's throwing to, granted they're underrated players, and he's always throwing under duress constantly. He's making those plays. So, like, that game against the 49ers, that's what has kind of has me spooked, is the 49ers have a great defense, and it took them literally inches, inches away from a victory. The Seahawks were inches away from getting home field. They were inches away from that. That's how close they were. That's what makes Russell Wilson so scary. That's what makes him so valuable. I do. I saw my team beat Russell Wilson last year in this round of the playoffs. So this time I'm going to go with Russell Wilson because you told me how great he is. So you've you've actually made the case he's much better than Carson Wentz. Am I right about that? Don't count him out. I would say so. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he is better than Carson Wentz, but... Given what he's asked to do, I think they're asked to to, to do two totally different things. Um, I think, yeah, I would I would put the I'd give this I give the edge of Russell Wilson over Carson Wentz for right now. Wentz is just now kind of having this kind of resurgence a little bit. Although statistically, I think that his his uh, what he's doing this year won't top what he did in 2017, but. Now we're seeing what Carson Wentz can do without those weapons, without a Deshaun Jackson, without an Alshon Jeffrey, without a Zach Ertz, without really a running game. I mean, he's he's able to do it. And with two Pro Bowl offensive guard or two Pro Bowl offensive linemen that are down, we're now able to see what he can do. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of Wentz's first year of this is his team now. There's no Nick Foles looking over his shoulder anymore. He hasn't been hurt. He hasn't been injured. He's been healthy all year. So, yeah, you got, I mean, Russell Wilson, he's used to this. You know, he's been here before. Because his his improvisational skills are second to none. So what have we seen from Russell's Seahawks this year? An identity crisis because they have flipped the script. They won seven of eight on the road this year. How could that be? They're the ultimate home team. Not that great at home. Teddy Bridgewater just blew him out at home. Yeah, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, huh, he took the Seahawks and blew their back out, man. That was ugly, dude. That was ugly. The Seahawks are the reason why Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to get a contract elsewhere if he doesn't resign with New Orleans. And with the way New Orleans is looking now, Drew Brees, you know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, but as long as he's got those weapons, man, he can play well. I think he's a little younger than Tom Brady, too. I think Drew Brees is about 39, about 38, something like that. And uh, the, he, like I said, all, all, all it takes is you have moving pieces that, that are around him, and it works. But anyways, back to the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks haven't been that, that well at home. They haven't. But I still think that I think that they're, they're the ultimate road warrior team. They're the ultimate spoiler, you know? So I, I still don't – I won't hold out any hope on Russell, man. And, and, you know, he's a phenomenal talent. Annoyingly 
like he's like an annoyingly good person. You know, there's just so much that I'm just like Ugh, about him. But you can't deny his talent. Okay, but when they go away, they've been really good away. And they were really good at Philly the first time around. And I, I give you, he got sacked six times. You know, Russell is not Lamar because Lamar, when, when you, you can call plays for Lamar to run the football, you can't call plays for Russell no, to run the football. No, no. no, Russell will only run the football under duress. All of his, and, and most of them, and if, if it's a designed run, most likely it's going to be a naked bootleg. Um, that's how that's how he's going to be able to run the football is by running a bootleg. They're not designed runs, uh, or maybe it's a read option, and he'll only run when the when the pocket collapses and he has a, like a small crease, and like the little Tom and Jerry ass dude that he is, he'll sne- he'll squeeze out of that and run and take off for like twenty yards. It's annoying, and and he is moving to throw more than to beat you with his legs. Correct. Yeah, hence why, like I said, his 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 stats outside of the pocket are insane. He throws well on the run, and he throws well outside of the pocket. He's throwing to make time, and I believe that they have plays within plays that when Russell Wilson rolls out, the whole offense, the script just changes after that. So you got to give Brian Schottenheimer some, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit. He looks a little stocky to me. He doesn't look like he has the burst he used to have. No. And I think he needs the weight to protect him from all the sacks. Yeah, all, all, the, running, all the hitting, that, all the hits that he's taken over the years. Yeah. He needs need a little extra protection. Yeah, I believe Russell Wilson has been sacked. I mean, we're talking this year alone. I think he's been sacked like almost. And, I, and I, you know, don't uh, don't fact check. I don't, I'm not fact checking. This is all, you know, on the go. <clears throat> but I believe he's. He's been hit. <clears throat> he's been hit, I mean, at least 50-plus times, and he's been sacked probably the most in the league right now. That offensive line is not good at all. Him and Baker Mayfield are probably up there as far as, like, how how, how many times they've been sacked. Uh, yeah, you're going to slow down when you're taking the punishment that, because before, Skip, you realize he was not the <laughs> throw of the, of the football that he is now. He's turned himself into a very good pocket passer, and like you said... With- yeah, starting off um, with the Seahawks... Russell Wilson was always quick to run when things broke down. Now, nowadays he's perfected his craft. <clears throat> um, he's gotten a lot better of throwing in the pocket, looking for checkdowns. And, I mean, like I said, his accuracy is he, he throws darts. He can throw darts for sure. He escapes the pocket. He's looking downfield to throw the ball. Lamar is like, okay, I can throw it downfield. <laughs> but, oh, y'all are giving me too much space. I'm getting this 25 yards. Watch quick. this. Right. right? And that's going to be one of Lamar's downfalls if he gets hurt. Like I said, hopefully in this offseason, given that the Ravens either, whether, whether or not they win the Super Bowl or they go out, out in the first round, anytime this offseason, Lamar is going to have to work on being a better passer. I'm not saying he can't pass the football. I'm not saying he's not accurate. But he's going to have to learn to pass from within the pocket because that's just going to help his career so much more. Well, then you go, well, and, and that's another thing. That, that's that's going to help. But what if he gets hurt within the pocket? You know, and he goes from a high 4-2, low 4-3 guy to a 4-5. I mean, that, that changes everything. We've seen what happened with RG3. And we've seen what happened with Michael Vick. We've seen what happened with Randall Cunningham. We've seen what's happened with, you know, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks who've taken injuries, how they're going to bounce back from that. So Russell Wilson figured out, hey, you know what? Maybe I should get better at passing the football. And he's done so. And he doesn't run to run. He runs to, to you know, to extend the play, 
to see guys open and to make that throw. So, again, Lamar's a much younger yeah. man than, than obviously Russell is, but I, I still like Russell in big clutch situations. Oh, yeah. Because he was really good against the 49ers the other night, and they got the, the game got robbed from them because that was obviously pass interference, but we'll do that another time. Right. So what I cannot get out of my system is the fact I watched the Eagles barely survive the Giants to start their winning streak. It took the last drive of regulation and the first drive of overtime. Well, that's what you expect when you have a very bad Giants team as a whole, a rookie with a rookie quarterback, and you have a banged up Eagles team. Like somebody had to win, somebody had to lose that game. So, where a lot of people are going with this narrative is, well, how is it that if the Eagles are so good, how is it that they struggled against someone? How is it that they struggled against the Redskins? How did they struggle? How did it go into overtime with the Giants? How did they struggle against the, you know, the Giants again? Well, it's simple. You have a lot of guys who haven't played in high-state games like this, number one. Number two, everybody's injured. So, like, <clears throat> it'd be different. Here's the thing. I would say I would be disappointed if, if the Eagles struggled against teams like this with a fully loaded, healthy roster. I'm talking where you have Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks. You have Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. I'm saying Nelson Aguilar, but he's pretty much dead to me at this point. No disrespect. But even you put it, okay, fine, you put him in there. Zach Ertz, if they struggled, then I'd say, hmm, maybe this team really isn't that good after all. But you have guys, again, I cannot reiterate this enough, and that's no disrespect to these guys. You have guys that are coming off of the practice squad who didn't even make waivers. Like, yes, of course, it's expected that you struggle. And you have Carson Wentz who's now put in a situation where he has to make things happen. So, I mean, and the defense hasn't been that great this year either. They've also suffered mad injuries, too. <laughs> Defeat the Giants. The Giants? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's funny. Skip, this is the same team that struggled to beat the Giants that beat the Cowboys. And now the Cowboys are out of the playoffs. So, ha-ha. Go to Washington, and they're down mid-fourth quarter because Carson Wentz Coughed it up as he often does, and they fell behind twenty-seven to twenty-four. And here came Carson. Hey, what did he do? He drove him right down yeah, to a do? game-winning touchdown with twenty-six seconds left against the team that my team beat in the big regular season finale, forty-six to seven. Y'all were at home. Yeah, you we were at home, that. and so you did that at Washington. Congratulations, way to go. Hey, we treated. We treat. Hey, Dougie P is telling we gonna treat this like. <laughs> We're going to treat this like the uh, college uh, March Madness. Yeah. Survive in advance. Okay. Yeah, we don't get no brownie point for winning by 15, bit 21. <laughs> We're just going to advance to the next round. See yep. you in the divisional. And, and I will give you this. Carson Wentz played really well in those last four games. Yeah, I believe he his uh, percentage in the red zone, he has 17 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the red zone. And a lot of people are going, well, I mean, that's pretty easy. Anybody could do that. But can you do it with those weapons? Ask yourself if... Can, can Lamar Jackson do that with his with not all with that non? Well, I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson is benefiting from a system that is helping him flourish because they're surrounding him with what he needs. They're giving him players. They're they got scouts that are going. Well, how can this guy help our offense? How can he help Lamar Jackson? That's why they have like three tight ends who could all start on on teams or be um, they could be the or on a, in a two tight end set. The Ravens run three tight end sets. They have receivers who are eh, somewhat okay. Willie Sneed is all right. Boykin is all right. Hollywood Brown's a rookie, but he's fast as hell. So these are everybody. Like I said, 
Wentz, and I believe Wentz has the record now. I think he's made a, made history with throwing 4,000 yards to receivers who none of them have eclipsed over 500 yards. Like, that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. And now imagine when you give him weapons. Say great. And beat a 4-12 and 12 team Say once. Say great. And beat a 3-13 and 13 team once. And beat an 8-8 eight and eight sorry Dallas team Whoa, once. whoa, 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 whoa. Am I wrong? Look, look at Skip. Skip. I'm throwing him under the bus. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> Oh, no. He played great. So how much stock can you put in that? All of it. Yeah, all of it. All of it. So we got cases. So how many cases do we got on this? We got no cases. I'm not betting any. I just hate the Eagles, so I'm betting with my heart. How much do do these guys actually drink, man? Like, really? I'm pretty sure Shannon owes Skip like 20 cases of do. (laughs) And Skip owes Shannon like 80 cases of do, man. You know, I told you all week I was kind of leaning toward the Eagles, and I will not be surprised if they win this game. And I wonder if it's Diet Mountain Dew. I don't think Shannon... Here's the thing. I don't think that they drink, like, all that sugar. Look at Shannon Sharp's physique. Tell me something. Does Shannon Sharp really drink all that Henny that he says he drinks, or is it just all for show? Just just a side note. I'm curious. I don't think he's a drinker at all. I think it's all for show. I don't even think he smokes black and mild. And if he's smoking one, it's for the camera. Doesn't happen often off camera. That's just my opinion. I also won't be surprised if Bouncer Tomb stinks it up <laughs> because he still has the weight of the Eagles nation on his shoulder pads because they used to see Nick Foles. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You know, you can't go you can't go an entire episode on a segment when they talk about the Eagles and they have to bring up Nick Foles. Have to bring him up. Let me say let me let me just say this. Nick Foles wouldn't be able to do what Carson Wentz is doing right now. With these weapons that he has, I promise you he wouldn't. I promise you he wouldn't. The reason why, and, and, and quiet is kept, an unpopular opinion, quiet is kept. The reason why the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl in the first place was because of Carson Wentz. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. If you take away, and I've had to explain this to so many people who don't understand that I follow this team <laughs> pretty much religiously. Well, not religiously, but I, I, I'm, un, I'm aware of what's going on. I, I didn't miss a game in that season. The reason why the Eagles went to the Super Bowl was because Carson Wentz had already secured that. They secured the NFC East already by like week 12, right? They, they, they secured the NFC East by week 12. They did that. Then they secured the number one seed beating the Raiders, I think, in week 15. Oh, no. How, 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 how did that go? All I know is they, oh, they secured the East beating... Um, Beating the Rams. That's right. The, the game when Carson Wentz went out, they had already secured the East by beating the Rams. And I'm not fact-checking. Then they secured the number one seed by beating the Raiders on Christmas or Christmas Eve. Uh, or I think it was a Christmas game. Then all that happened. But had the Eagles have lost that game, I mean, they had to win the NFC East anyway because they were the first. I mean, the, the, that was just a trash division that, that season. The, the Cowboys were like 6-10. and 10. The Giants were terrible. The Redskins were terrible. But because they clinched the East so fast, they had a playoff berth. Then they beat the Raiders. Then they got the one seed. So if the Eagles would have fell or if they were to fall to a four seed or if they would have ran into a situation that had happened where well, the same thing with the with the San Francisco, uh, not Giants, 49 with the, with the Niners and the Seahawks would happen with them. If the Eagles were inches away from winning, they would have lost. I guarantee you. Whoever they were going to face in that wild card to go away, they weren't going to win that game. 
The Eagles needed home field advantage to get that. And how they get the home field advantage? By Mr. Carson, walk it to him, Wentz. I've been trying to explain that to people for so long now, but they always talk about, well, well, when Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, yeah, but Carson Wentz got them to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles just did his job with a bevy of weapons that were there to help. Minus Torrey Smith, but I, I suffice. Golf at this time of year, and he would fly eagle fly. Well, he should have said, with Jacksonville saying, a little Duval said, when he going to take yeah. off for us? Mm. Hey, what about your guy? He your guy still celebrating. Huh? Oh, don't get to him, Dak. Still celebrating. <laughs> don't get to him, Dak. <laughs> oh, oh, don't get to him, Dak. Oink it to him, Dak. Yeah, because he's been, he been uh, doing all the much better stats this year than Carson Wentz did. Oh, much- uh, okay. We're going to talk about these stats, but these stats don't matter. Here's the thing. And that's another thing. I know I keep saying here's the thing and that's another thing because it, it gets frustrating. Dak Prescott with a healthy offensive line with Zeke Elliott, with uh, Michael Gallup, with Amari Cooper, with a uh, elite defense, so-called elite defense, still managed to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Can you explain that to me? You go 8-8 eight and eight and you don't even make it to the playoffs. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz on the other side is basically throwing to a water jug, a VCR, a paper clip, a Bic lighter. <laughs> he's throwing it to all these guys, and that's no disrespect to the guys he's throwing to. Because, you know, these are guys who are, I think they're, they're going to be pertinent for next season in the, in the development of Carson Wentz because now you have guys who want to play with Carson Wentz versus Alshon Jeffrey, who I believe doesn't want to play with Carson Wentz, and, uh, uh, Nelson Ag- not, and Nelson Aguilar, who won't catch for Wentz for whatever reason. But you went 8-8 eight and eight with all those weapons. Eight and eight is what you did. Who cares about the stats? Who cares? All I know is at this point, Zach won't. Ha- I mean, not Zach. Dak won't have any stats in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Well, we got a stat that he didn't get. We got ninety-seven. No, well, well, that's outstanding. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! Is ninety-seven better than eight and eight? Yeah. Okay. Thank yes. you. One will be playing. Yeah. yeah. But my quarterback beat yours thirty-seven to ten, and then your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how'd that end up? How that end up? This is why I love arguing with sports fans, especially Cowboys fans. And so playoffs, well, you guys are one and done, one and done, one and done. Well, you know what? I'd rather be one and done than none and none. There you have it. Shout out to uh, Lord Brunson. He's the one that he's the one that he's the one that that uh, perfected that quote. He's the one that got that. Shout out to the bully Brunson. Beat mine seventeen to nine. When it mattered, uh, seven. Y'all beat us. It didn't even matter. Uh. We let y'all feel good. Get y'all from false hope. Yep. Boy, there's a lot of pressure on Carson. Ain't no pressure. If he comes out and throws an early pick or coughs it up. What, if, what happens if we throw an early chug? Well, what if he coughs it up? He ain't going to do that. The Eagles are going to want to get on the Seattle Seahawks early. Um, and we're just, I'm just going to try to break this down on both sides. The segment's almost coming to an end anyway. Check this. Uh... Okay. So the Eagles are... Um, dang, I thought it's already been almost 40 minutes. Damn. All right, so... The Eagles are going to want to get on the Seahawks early and get on them often, punch them in the mouth, run the damn football. Run the football. Seattle does not. And, well, that's another thing. Run the damn football because they can't stop the run. They're not as vaunted as they used to be on defense. Michael Kendricks is now out, who's kind of their unsung hero. And I thought he was supposed to be in jail, but for whatever reason, he's not. So he's out now with the ACL injury. Jadavian Clowney is not 100%. So when he's not 100%, he's not going to give it his all. He will quit. He's done it before. He did it with the Texans. Um, also, utilize the backs and tight ends out of the backfield. 
Okay? You got to utilize those. If Carson Wentz is going to be successful, Dallas Goddard, look for Dallas Goddard to have a, look at me, I told myself I wasn't going to be biased, but damn it, I don't care. I want the Eagles to win. So, look for Dallas Goddard to have a monster game. I think he's going to have a great game against these guys. I, I don't see Bobby Wagner really, he may be able to piece up with him, but I think that Dallas Goddard, number 88, for those of you who aren't familiar, he's going to have a solid game. I think he will. Miles Sanders, they're going to have to rotate these backs in and out. I think that Miles Sanders, is he's not 100%, <clears throat> so that burst might not be there, uh, but they're going to have to just pound the ground the football and utilize Boston Scott out of the backfield. That's all it's going to take for defense. Now, or oh, sorry, offensively to, to get you know to get the ball moving. Uh, now, for defense, they're going to have to blitz Russell Wilson. They're going to have to get him uncomfortable, and he's comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to you know kind of dictate what's going to happen, what he's going to do. But ultimately, I think that um, they're going to the corners. They're going to need help. They're going to need that safety help. Linebackers, I like Nitro Bradham in coverage. I mean, he's okay. Um, T.J. Edwards is the rookie linebacker who stepped up. He's going to have to come in and make those tackles. He can't afford to miss any. Nate Gary, hopefully he doesn't miss any tackles. Um, you know, play some press, play a little press man, play a little zone, kind of mix it up a little bit. Jim Schwartz is going to have to spy Russell Wilson with Malcolm Jenkins. And I think if you could blitz and you take away those lanes that Russell Wilson can kind of creep through uh, when things break down, I think it'll be fine. And also, do not bite, okay? Because the, the Seahawks are going to come out with some plays that I'm telling you, I think the way their offense goes, they have an offense that, that, that they have at snap, then they have a second offense. Well, I mean, most teams do when the plays break down because Russell Wilson knows it's going to happen. So they're going to have to, you know, they can't afford to miss any tackles, have Russell Wilson juke them out of the shoes, none of that. They can't afford that. So... And also, the offense is going to have to run the ball. <clears throat> They're going to have to run the ball to keep Russell Wilson off the field. So I'll be a little more con- – <clears throat> if the Eagles are able to put up – if they're able to put up 20 points and they can – I mean, obviously, if they can put up 20 points and they can keep Seattle <laughs> – I sound like Booger McFarland. They got to keep Seattle under 20 points, I think. But the Eagles have to score 20 points. They'll be doing Where's Nick Foles when he Why needed? you always try to break up bad stuff? Mm-hmm. What if he throws an early pick? You know he's a slot machine just pulling that arm and the ball comes out. <laughs> it just pops right out on the turf. <sighs> and it pops right out on schedule against my Cowboys. And it popped right back up to Carson Wentz. Yeah. Way to go. And then what do you do? And Wentz goes down the field and throws a tub yep. Okay. To Dallas Goddard. We don't have a Dallas in Dallas. Well, no. well they almost did. But the Eagles leapfrogged. They leapfrogged the Cowboys because originally they were supposed to get uh, Dalvin Cook. They were supposed to get Dalvin Cook in the second round, but instead they leapfrogged Dallas to get Dallas Goddard. Hilarious. Got Blake Jarwin. Yeah. You call him uh, 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 Shannon Jarwin. Shannon Jarwin. <laughs> but he mostly gets to watch. But next year, uh, how you know Jason it's Witten's his coming out uh, party. How you know Jason Witten's not coming because back? Because Urban Meyer will tell Jason, we love you, but this is it. What about, so, what about Jerry saying? Mm. Jerry and Steven wanted it back yeah. for the locker room. Urban Meyer will have total control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still like the story Maybe. about you hating the Eagles as a mm. five-year-old. That is a Little true story. Famous. She brought me a pennant. Well, I'm happy what? about I'm it. Have have- Bitch, I don't want this pennant. Mom, what are you doing? I'm going to have to have my, uh, my assistant send my Eagles helmet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have my Eagles Can helmet. Can we please right get that? Here. You yeah. have an Eagles helmet? Yeah, I traded with Urban Fry one year at the Pro Bowl. Really? You did? I did. You still have it? I do. I'd like you to bring that. I you do. should bring it. Is, it, is it still? All right. <clears throat> so now they're just talking about nonsense at, the, at, nonsense at this point. Um, <clears throat> Final score prediction. I was I was really going back and forth with this. I had a lot of negative thoughts. I was I was just like, man. Here's the thing. It wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> it would surprise me more if they won than if they lost. Okay, it would surprise me more if they won than if they lost. So, <clears throat> sorry. With all those factors and everything I've talked about thus far, and everything Shannon has brought up, and everything Skip has brought up, um. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be something that's um, you know that I, I, I have a feeling that I'm gonna I'm gonna probably piss my pants. Um, I I, I, I just I just think that man, because I, I feel like if I get my hopes up, dude, I'm just gonna be depressed, and it's gonna suck. <laughs> it's gonna suck oh so bad, man. Um. Damn, but um, I think it's a toss-up, man. It's re- it's really a toss-up, and I'm, I'm hoping that they can get this done. But I, I I just I have a hard time picking against the Eagles at home, man. And if I pick against the Eagles at home, then I'm not an Eagles fan. So you know what? Like the song, like this instrumental, the Eagles are going to own this game. They're going to go into the link. They're going to do their thing. You know what? Carson Wentz may not have any weapons. That's okay. He doesn't need weapons. He has himself. And I think the defense is going to step up. They're going to get to Russell Wilson early. And they're going to be able to get this football game going. And they're going to go to San Francisco. What happens after that? I have no idea. So... You're asking me who I'm going to pick? Who am I going to pick? I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles get the dub 20-17. Fly, Eagles, fly!